Exeter and Mule Sports Networks, it's PIAA District 3 Playoff Basketball. Tonight, it's the Exeter Eagles hosting the Muhlenberg Mules. Brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the new Birdies Inn, and Lancaster Full Service Painting. Now to the broadcast booth, here are your announcers, Ryan Lineweaver and Darren Ziner. Hey. Or good evening, depending if Jerry decides to come in, and he finally did. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, fans of all ages, a special night as Jerry Gelliff Media brings you tonight's Varsity Boys basketball pregame show on both the Exeter Sports Network and the Mule Sports Network. As he said, the Muhlenberg Mules will take on the Exeter Eagles at the top of the hour, and it all gets started after these messages. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network and the Mule Sports Network. Missing that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Burke's County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. It's spring, and that means baseball at the new Birdies Inn. 32 TVs to watch the Phillies and other MLB action. The newly expanded indoor dining room gives you more options to enjoy the terrific menu at Birdies, entertainment every night of the week, and of course, the awesome Birdies deck. Food, drinks, and friends. This is where memories are made. The new Birdies Inn, 165 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. This is the Exeter Sports Network. We're coming to you live, right in Pennsylvania, Exeter Senior High School, the site for tonight's District 3 Class 5A consolation game between the Eagles of Exeter and the Mules of Muhlenberg. A pleasure to introduce my broadcast partner for the evening, none other then the iconic voice of the Mule Sports Network, Ryan Lineweaver. Ryan, say hi to the folks. Hello. <laughs> of course, we're joined by Jerry Gellif. I'm sure you'll hear from him at some point during the evening. He can't help himself. I could be wrong, but rarely does that happen. You took my line. <laughs> See, there you go. And off and running. The streak has been broken already. I'm Darren Ziner, the play-by-play -play announcer for the Exeter Sports Network. Ryan, after impressive wins to start the District 3 5 8 playoffs, both teams licking their wounds after second round losses. Exeter to Mechanicsburg, the Mules to York Suburban. Because of those losses, they play tonight in the consolation round to move onward to ultimately claim fifth place. Yeah, it was one of those things where, well, honestly, both of these teams kind of ran into really tough opponents there in, in the uh, second round. And, I mean, that's going to happen, right? You came in as the 10th seed and the 11th seed. You're going to play better teams. Now, for Exeter, you know, they were playing a team that hadn't played. Uh, they legitimately they didn't make the mid-pen tournament because they only take four teams for their tourney, and that was team number five. So they were playing a team with two weeks rest, and, yeah, the wheels just kind of fell off. 
because when things weren't working down low, they tried going outside. Outside shots weren't falling, and you know that's just how things go, especially when it comes to uh, playoff time. That if you're not ready to go and you're not, uh, you know, geared up and, and hitting on all cylinders, it's a really bad time to be uh, be that team because this is a time where you really need to be clicking on all gears, and unfortunately for Exeter, this wasn't the case. Right, and Ryan, Muhlenberg, a 53-39 loss that to was York uglier. Suburban. Yeah, that one. They were tied to 31 going into the fourth quarter, and you're thinking, all right, Muhlenberg's hanging tough, much better team that they're playing in Mechanicsburg, the number two seed, and you're like, all right, they're hanging tough. They they can do what they, uh, what they want with the Wildcats, then the wheels fell off in the fourth quarter. They scored eight points. They gave up 22. I mean, not much more that you need to say than that. You know, they were outscored by 14, and that was just the end of it. You know, they never got found their groove going into the fourth. Shots just weren't falling, and then defense just wasn't there either. And hence how you end up with both of these teams in the consolation bracket. Talking about both of these teams, they played back on January the 15th, a 59-54 Mules victory. It was even, literally, throughout the whole game. Exeter 12-11 after one. Muhlenberg 27-24 at the half. They each scored 14 in the third. It's 41-38, and that's where it got interesting. A questionable flagrant foul on Jaden Ware late in the quarter. I recall this. Followed by a very quick technical on Coach Van Gorder for arguing. Muhlenberg able to put four free throws in there. And just like that, five-point lead, and they come away with the victory. about that? Uh, that was a, a game where you saw a lot of balance, especially out of Muhlenberg. Uh, you had Kaden, uh, sorry, Jaden Kantner with 20. You had Shermar Killen with 20. You had Alex Collado with 15 of his own. Then the only other person to score was Kyle Archie, who had four points. So four players, three of them in double figures, two of them with 20, leading the way for the Mules in that one. And for Exeter, I mean, it really was live by the three, die by the three, as they've been a lot of this year, that when it's not falling, you know, they run into, I think they missed 11 straight threes at one point in the last game. Uh, and going up against Muhlenberg, they hit three, uh, sorry, they hit five from outside. Brady Murray hit three of them. Uh, Sens had 15. Kelsey had 15. But, yeah, it was nip and tuck there. But Exeter fell in love with the three-pointer once again. And when it's not falling, keeps other teams hanging around. And that's exactly what ended up happening there. And, yeah, you had the, uh, the technical. You had the flagrant foul. You know, questionable, both of them. Uh, but when you can't put teams away and you live and die by outside the arc, these things happen. And Exeter should know, uh, you know better than anyone here in Berks County how that can happen. Exeter, if they're going to win tonight, it's going to start with six foot four inch senior point guard Kevin Sens. He's averaging 17 points per game. He's got a strong supporting cast. 5'11 inch senior guard Alex Kelsey, six foot three inch senior forward Reese Garvin, six foot three inch sophomore forward Aiden Dauble. Ryan, they've got four averaging double figures. They're going to have to do that tonight against a, a really tough Muhlenberg defense. And really, it will come down to Kevin Sens. Kevin Sens played pretty darn well the first time that they met. Again, 15 points for him. And as he goes, oftentimes, so do the Eagles, right? You take a look at, he hadn't had a non-double-figure game since all the way back on January the 4th against Twin Valley when he poured in just eight points. Between then and a full month of games, he was averaging double figures. He hit double figures in every single game up until... The Wilson game in BCIAA's where he scored only nine points, which they lost. 
He ended up scoring 26 against Lampeter Strasburg in a an excellent game that where they went down and just tore up, tore up the Pioneers. Uh, but then, again, taking a look at the last game against Mechanicsburg, just six points for Kevin Sens. So, again, yes, you need the balanced scoring, and I think that you largely have that from the Exeter Eagles. But, again, if Sens can't get going, it spells trouble for the Eagles as well because when he's scoring in single single digits, it's just not great. Let's put it that way. Turning our attention to Muhlenberg, they average a shade over 60 points per game. They've hit 93 threes. Compare that with Exeter's 224. You see that disparity. Ryan the Mules look to six foot two inch junior guard Shamar Killen with support from six foot one inch senior guard Alex Chiato, six foot three inch senior forward Kyle Archie. That's the trio they may rely on tonight. Shamar Killen popped up out of relative obscurity this year to uh, become their leading scorer. I mean, he was right up there. He ended up being an all Burks pick, uh, one of the most improved players across all of Burks County. So, yeah, Shermar Killen, he's good on the defensive end. When he gets going downhill, that's really where he's effective on the offensive end. And then you have Alex Collado where, you know, once again, as he goes, so does the team a lot of times, very similar to Kevin Sens. And you see two points against Reading High. They lost that game. Now he had six against West York. They ended up pulling that one out. But just two against York Suburban in a crucial game last time around. And, again, when he's not clicking on all cylinders, neither are the mules, and it's very uh, very painfully obvious. Now, Kyle Archie, on the other hand, double-double machine. He's relatively steady game in, game out. You don't have to worry all too much about him, but those other two, yeah, if they're not clicking, the mules are going to have tough sledding. So, Ryan, your coach, Flowers, what's Muhlenberg's key to pulling this game out tonight? I mean, really... What they ended up doing last time is they varied their looks a lot on defense to try to throw off the Exeter offense. And I think that that is something that they have continuously done all year round. They will go out there and they'll play man-to-man one time down the floor. They'll go into a 2-3 zone. We've seen them go into a 3-2 zone. We've seen them play a little bit of box and one. So they can throw a handful of different looks out there depending on what Exeter is doing on offense. And we've seen them have a great deal of success you know, across all comers, uh, doing things just that way. Now, for Exeter, again, if they're hitting from the outside, we've seen uh, Muhlenberg go to a 3-2, trying to spread it out, uh, defend outside the arc a little bit. But sometimes they hunker down into that 2-3 and allow their quickness up at the top to really dictate that zone defense. So I think for them, that's what they have to do on defense for the Mules on offense. Again, when they go downhill, they're very tough to stop because they're constantly driving, constantly driving and kicking, and it becomes very difficult to try to stop them. For Exeter, yeah, man, you got to hit your threes because this team, without that three-point threat, they are not nearly the, uh, you know, the equation isn't complete for them. Let's put it that way. And for them, they need to get started outside. They need to get rolling. And uh, if they do that, they'll have a good time here this evening. We've got the starting five underway for Muhlenberg, the six-foot junior guard, Jaden Kantner, the six-foot three-inch senior forward, Kyle Archie, the six-foot two-inch junior guard, Shamar Killen, a six-foot one-inch senior guard, Alex Chiato, and a six-foot sophomore forward, Jeffrey Chiato, for Exeter. A six-foot, one-inch senior guard, Alex Kelsey. It'll be a six-foot, 
three-inch senior point guard, Kevin Sens. A six-foot-four-inch senior forward, Reese Garvin. And a pair of six-foot-three-inch forwards, number 33, Brady Murray, and number 35, Aiden Dauble. And we talk about keys to the game, Ryan, and I'm going to say it's going to boil down to Reese Garvin and Aiden Dauble, four points apiece in that first game against Muhlenberg. Exeter certainly are going to need them to step up. And we will go silent for the playing of our national anthem. You mentioned Exeter living by the three. Three players with 40 plus threes. Kevin Sens, 44. Aiden Dauble, I'm sorry, Brady Murray, 42. Reese Garvin has 40. Aiden Dauble on the outside of that trio with 31. That's what you would call well balanced. <laughs> Absolutely. But <laughs> like you said, one of those where if it's clicking, it's going really well. Three for 23 from three against Mechanicsburg, and of course coming up shorthanded there. We'll see what happens this evening. So I'll take care of the first and third quarters. Ryan will have the second and fourth. Kevin sends two number fours are gonna be tipping it off. Kyle Archie for the Mules. Muhlenberg left to right. On your radio dial, they control the tip. Jaden Kantner's got it. Get it to Shamar Killen near side. He's dribbling with Aiden Dobble. Over on the right side, it's Jeffrey Chiato. He drives lane, puts up a soft eight-foot jumper, straightaway paint, and it's good. Yeah, that was about as direct as the Muhlenberg offense gets there. Ending up just dumping it down to Collado is a three from the left corner off the mark. Brady the Murray board. missing his first three attempt on the night. Shamar Killen looks to drive on Aiden Dauble, able to get past and puts up a running floater in the lane. It doesn't fall, but he'll go to the line for two. And again, talking about how direct that Muhlenberg offense can be, how they like to get downhill sledding, and that time, Shermar not wasting any time. I mean, he gets the ball at the top of the arc. He immediately drives to the cup, draws the personal. Shermar 70.15 from the line. His first one is up and good. An early 3-0 lead for the Mules. 
and Killen will have one more. Few dribbles, deep breath. A spin in the hand, it's on the way, and it's good. Two for two from the line, four nothing. Mules, they put a full court press on. Exeter able to beat it, they get it to Alex Kelsey, driving in the lane. Can't get a layup to fall, but he is bumped. Looks like they're gonna give the foul to Jaden Kantner. It'll be his first, and Alex will go to the line shooting too. Yeah, Kelsey fouled about eight feet away from the basket there and ended up trying to Euro step with the continuation and ended up getting the call. 75% from the line is Alex. His first on the way, and it's good. He'll have one more. Exeter's first point on the board this evening. It's in the air, rims out, no good. One for two from the line for Kelsey. 4-1 Mules at the 7-15 mark. They're in the offensive set. Shamar rotates it left, Kantner. Archie has it baseline left three. Give it to Killen, kicks it back out to Jeffrey Chiato. They're rotating it around three. Alex Chiato has it, looks to drive on Alex Kelsey left side, puts up a 10-foot jumper from the paint, no good. Reese Garvin with the rebound, outlets it to Kevin Sens. He has the ball knocked behind him from Alex Chiato. It goes the length of the floor out of bounds. Nobody corrals it, so Exeter will have it. They'll inbound it to the left of their own bucket. Looking, looking, looking. Sens has it, throws it deep into Aiden Dauble. Take it to the right to Alex Kelsey. He's looking, he's got the dribble. Cantner on him. Looking for a backdoor to Reese Garvin, nothing there. Bring it to Brady Murray, near side for a three, and he drills it. Well, that has to be a breath of fresh air for the Exeter Eagles, doesn't it? Absolutely. Here is Muhlenberg in the offensive set. Cantner able to corral a pass, can't get the layup. Exeter trying to push the ball up. Sends almost caught, but he's able to get the ball to Dauble. Here's Alex Kelsey trying to make a move, but they're going to say he put a shoulder into Kantner. They're going to call him for the offensive foul. Alex not happy with the call. Neither is that, Coach Van Gorder. That's because that foul happened in slow motion. That's exactly why. Yeah, <laughs> Shermar killing almost a half-court violation, by the way. He almost didn't establish himself in the front court before receiving that pass. Coach Van Gorder has a warning as to where he was lining up on the sideline. He is giving the official an earful. Well, it's hard to tell them apart. They share the same hairstyle. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> One a little more glossy than the other, shall we say. And it's not Jeff. <laughs> so Muhlenberg <laughs> brings it in from the far side. We're tied at four, 6-10 to go here in the first. Kiato brings it back to Killen. They play catch beyond three right side. Here's Killen putting up a baseline three right side. No good. Reese Garvin skies in for the rebound. Outlet to Alex Kelsey crossing midcourt. Get it to Aiden Dauble for a three baseline right. No good. Killen's got the rebound, pushing it up. Gets it to Alex Chiato driving the lane. Goes in strong. Can't get the layup, but he's fouled. They're going to give it to Alex Kelsey. That'll be his second. And he's going to go to the line for two. Yeah, Van Gorder not wasting any time there. Kelsey that time just caught out of position. Nice swirling attempt in the paint from Collado. Collado 68% from the line. The first one rolls around and drops. Yeah. 
Ware will check into the game for Exeter. That's Jaden Ware, six foot sophomore forward. Here's the second from Alex. It bounces around, no good. Jeffrey Chiato got the rebound, tried to put it back up, but it didn't fall. Exeter with the rebound. They tried to double team Alex, uh, excuse me, Kevin sends. Brady Murray ultimately comes up with it on the right side and drills a three. His second, it's a 7-5 Exeter lead at the 525 mark. Alex Chiato gets it back outside. Actually, Jeffrey out to Alex, who drills the three. Yeah, they can do that from time to time. 8-7 Muhlenberg. Here's Exeter trying to break a full-court press. They ultimately do. Aiden Dauble has the dribble. And a double-team press at that. Kevin sends with an NBA three from straight away, and he drills it. Well, this is encouraging for Exeter, not so much for the Mules. It's Cantner foul going up with it. And last game, they went three for 23 from three-point range on Thursday. Each three makes made by Aiden Dauble. Other than that, the Eagles about 0 for 22. Not great. And so having somebody besides Aiden Dobble hitting threes here in the early going, hey, that's great for the Eagles. Jaden Kantner driving left to right to the bucket. Couldn't get it to fall, but he's fouled. Misses the first. He's hitting him at 76% on the year. He'll have one more. 10-8 Exeter, 4.54 to go here in the first. He's got the ball, a few dribbles. It's in the air. Second one's good. One for two from the line. 10-9. The Mules come up with a full court press. Sends able to get it to Jaden Ware, who gets a quick pass to Aiden Dauble. Kick it back out to Ware. Here's a drive. A 10-foot jumper from the left side. It's too strong. No good. Rebounded Archie. Here are the Mules trying to push it up court. A bad pass by Kantner. Ends up in Reese Garvin's hands. Here's a fast break. To Kevin Sens, partially blocked by Chiato, but Sens gets the rebound and puts it in. Oh, great persistence that time from Sens. Threw it off the glass, ended up coming back down with his own rebound as Alex Coyoto missing down at the, sorry, Jeffrey Coyoto down at the other end missing. As Exeter tries to bring it in, Kevin Sens is double teamed by Shamar Killen and Jeffrey Chiato, and before it's a turnover, it's a timeout. It's a 30-second timeout, so we'll keep it right here. 4-11 to go here in the first, 12-9 Exeter. And we're seeing a lot of, of course, Exeter thus far firing away. They've hit their total from the last game here in the first quarter. Brady Murray with two, Kevin Sens with one from three. Other than that, one field goal, one free throw, so we'll see how tonight pans out. Van Gorder said after the game against Mechanicsburg that people say you live and die with a three. I've said it multiple times during the broadcast, and we're only at 4-11 here in the first quarter. <laughs> that but, is uh, something we've said a lot yeah, of all season listen, long. He said, they're open. We've made them all year. Yeah, I'll die with a three. I'll die with it. So don't expect anything to change here for the Eagles going forward. For the Mules, four of their... Nine points thus far have come from the free throw line. They've hit a field goal, actually two, a two and a three. So here's Exeter in the offensive set. Brady Murray has it beyond three right side, looks to drive. Nice pass inside to Kevin Sens, but Jeffrey Chiato with the block. Killen gets it ahead to Jeffrey, uh, to Alex Chiato. We're going to be doing a lot of that tonight. 
Here's Keato driving right to left with the left hand off the glass, and he scores. 12-11 Exeter, frenzied pace right now. Here's a long three from Brady Murray straight away, and he drills it. His third three on the night. 15-11 Exeter at the 3.30 mark. Muhlenberg in the offensive set. They get it inside to LeClaire in the game. He can't get it, but he gets the rebound to Shamar Kill, and who goes up and scores. I'd say he's normally the shortest person on the floor when he's out there. Drew LeClaire, Justin Armstrong might be an inch or two shorter than him right now, but heck of an effort for him as Sens puts up a three. That one's short. Armstrong the board. He'll lead the break here. Armstrong hands it off to Alex Chiato, a 12-foot jumper, no good. Jeffrey gets the rebound, no good. They're playing pinball with it. And finally, a foul on Muhlenberg. See who they give it to. They're going to give the foul to Jeffrey Chiato. It'll be his first. Sorry, as I was trying to say. <laughs> Drew LeClaire, normally the shortest person on the floor, misses the floater ends up stealing away the rebound and immediately drops it to Killen for the layup. Here's Kevin Sens in the offensive set. He's got the dribble. They double-team him. He gets it to Reese Garvin for a three straightaway. That's strong, no good. Rebound, Killen. Get it out to LeClaire, back to Killen. Almost a walk right there, but he's able to stop and get it into the front court. So Armstrong gets it out to Killen. He'll set it up. Here is Alex Chiato driving and gets it to Jeffrey Chiato once the double team comes up and he hits it. A no-look dish down to the low block, nodding things at 15. He's got four, 2.10 to go here in the first, and we're all tied up. Aiden Dauble gets it to Reese Garvin with a backdoor pass to Jaden Ware, and he puts it off the glass and scores on the left side. What are we watching here in this first quarter, by the way? <laughs> It is a lot of back and forth, no doubt. Mules throw it away. So as they were bringing it up court, a pass too strong goes out of bounds. So Exeter will bring it in three-quarter court. Aiden Dauble has it on the far side, gets it to Kevin Sens. They look to double him. He gets it up to Aiden Dauble. He's pushing the issue. Tries to get it to Brady Murray beyond three baseline right, but it's knocked out of bounds by Kyle Archie. So Exeter will bring it in from the far side. Archie back into the game, taking the place of Jeffrey Collado at the last break. Double looking, gets it into Reese Garvin. Garvin dribbles out, gets it over to Devin Nestor now in the game for Exeter. A pass to Double. he gets it inside to Reese Garvin, it's knocked away. Killing on the fast break, going to drive the lane. Goes up around with the right hand. Can't get it to fall. Reese Garvin has the rebound. He'll pick up the dribble. LeClaire takes him full court. Hand it off to Aiden Dauble. Bring it near side, Devin Nestor. Here's Reese Garvin just left of three, and he drills it from straight away. Yeah, Drew LeClaire got lost in the paint. That was his assignment. And he was looking around, looking for Murray and just, or sorry, looking for uh, Garvin. Just couldn't find him. Here's inside. Archie posts up. Reese Garvin from the paint on the right side. Gets it off the glass and scores. That's his first bucket. He's got two. Here's a soft jumper in the lane. Brady Murray, no good. Kevin sends with the rebound. Puts it up strong and scores. He's got seven. Here's a long three, no good. 
Ball's loose, they battle for it. It ends up in Reese Garvin's hands. Get it to Kevin Sins, he's got the dribble. We're under 35 seconds to go. I'm not sure if Garvin realized there was somebody in the backcourt with him. Here's Nestor putting up a three on the left side and he drills it. Devin Nestor drilling a three for his first points. It's a 25-17 Exeter lead. We've got some switching of players. Brady Murray comes out. Tyler Flanders comes in. Armstrong has the dribble for Muhlenberg. He decides to take a long three near side, and he drills it. Your son will be thrilled, by the way. Yes, indeed he will. It's Armstrong's first. Here's Aiden Dauble with a three. Left side. It's too strong. Goes off Tyler Flanders trying to corral it. Ends a 7-0 Exeter run, by the way, with that three. Had him sprinting ahead from 18-17 with that eight-point lead. Ten seconds to go, 25-20 Exeter. Muhlenberg has it. Alex Chiato, he's got the dribble. Kevin sends on him. We're at three seconds. He looks to drive, but he travels before he gets to the bucket. So it's a turnover with four-tenths of a second on the clock. He didn't really use the screen that was set by Killens. He just kind of olayed right past him. And then by that time, I mean, his defender was right on him. He felt the pressure, took some big steps and uh, too many steps. So Exeter gets it in to Devin Nestor. The final four tenths go off the clock. And we've played one here at right, and it's Exeter 25, Muhlenberg 20. We'll be back with Ryan in second quarter action after this break. You're listening to the Exeter Sports Network and the Mule Sports Network. Spring is the time to spruce your house up, and Lancaster Full Service Painting has you covered. Interior or exterior, John and his crew will have your home looking like new, freeing you up to do the gardening or just sit and relax in the nice weather instead of spending hours and hours scraping and painting. Call John at 717-419-8492. Again, that's 717-419-8492. It's the Exeter Sports Network. And the Muhlenberg Sports Network. There you go. We didn't make one specially for the, what, two games that we called together here during basketball season? Yet I have one. It's a matter of pulling it up on the computer. The magic of Burks 1 and Burks 2. Second quarter about to get underway here. Now you'll have to suffer through me. I think Darren called all the basketball that we have this evening. I need to take a break. (laughs) Uh, I'm going to catch my breath and give it to you. Sheesh. Ball tipped up. Somehow it gets all the way out to Dobble. Dobble steps inside. Misses the jumper from about 20 feet out. Archie the board. LeClaire, nice cross up. Ends up getting swatted away. Carter Redding all over the defense. Able to get up there, block the shot. And here he comes with the ball. Redding also the football extraordinaire. The two-point specialist, if you will. A three from the left arc. No good. 
An board. unlikely rebound from Devin Nestor standing all alone. Had he known, he could have just put that ball back up. Yeah, Nestor was wide open. He kicks it out to Garvin. Garvin way too strong. Belongs to the Mules. Jeffrey Collado will check back in. He'll take the place of Drew LeClaire. Some Eli size. Henning comes in for Muhlenberg. Yep. Hemmings, the one of two freshmen here on the squad, seeing some playoff burn. Again, just a little bit more size to match up with Exeter. It's one thing that they have in spades. A lot of length, a lot of shooting. Hemmings lines up a three, <laughs> banks it in. Exeter going with the man-to-man -man coverage. Hemmings able to get free there and banks it home. Wasn't expecting that, that's for sure. Driving around, nice swat by Archie. Swipes it away. Thought about dunking it. Ends up just kind of finger rolling it in. And just like that, we're all nodded at 25. The 5-0 run from Muhlenberg to start the second quarter. Driving. Stopping, popping, double no good. Another board. Stepping inside was Nestor. He'll cough it up. Garvin down to the low block, and bodies collide, and it's an offensive foul. Nice job. Shamar Killen able to establish the feet. Tyler Flanders looking to drive to the bucket. Puts a shoulder into his chest, knocks him down. It's the offensive foul. Everyone just hit the hardwood all at the same time, and yeah, offensive foul. Alex Kelsey will check back in. It's what my old uh, high school coach would call a TV timeout. Three new Exeter Eagles back in. Kyle Archie takes his seat. Sends back in. Meanwhile, the Mules rolling with both Collados, Eli Hemmings, Justin Armstrong, and Shermar Killen. Two freshmen out there for the Mules. Exeter with Alex Kelsey, Kevin sends Brady Murray, Tyler Flanders, Aiden Dauble matches up. Killen out to Collado. Alex lining up a three, no good. Man, Exeter coughing it back up. Stolen away by Armstrong. That ball had some, uh, I don't know, a little bit of magic on it. It's Dauble tried to pass it. It goes like straight up into the air. Double made the mistake. Double at 6-3, Armstrong 5-6. All he had to do was keep the ball over his shoulders, made the mistake of bringing it down to his hips, allowing Armstrong to get a hand on it. Kelsey will get past midcourt, goes behind his back. Ends up handing it off to Sens. Sens double teamed, ends up splitting it, kicks it out. Three on the way by Murray. That one off to the left. Another offensive rebound. Left-handed put back by Double, finally getting a bucket. His first of the contest, and it's a two-point margin. Keeping active on the offensive boards, able to get that one and put it back up. Shermar Killen stops, pops along the right baseline. That thing hit every piece of the rim and still wouldn't drop. Sends coast-to-coast, coast, gets two more. Nice job, Sends. It looked like Hemmings tried to stay right there in the middle, take the charge. Sends goes right around him with the left hand. A three put up by Hemmings, another one. The we're, freshman. We're going to have to catch our breath on this. Whew. I don't know what I'm watching here this evening, but I know I like it. It is a full timeout. You ready to go, Jerry? Oh, yeah. All right. 
full timeout, which means that we take a timeout as well. 4.50 remaining here in the second period. Exeter holding court up by one when we return here on the Exeter and Mule Sports Networks. Spring is the time to spruce your house up, and Lancaster Full Service Painting has you covered. Interior or exterior, John and his crew will have your home looking like new, freeing you up to do the gardening or just sit and relax in the nice weather instead of spending hours and hours scraping and painting. Call John at 717-419-8492. Again, that's 717 717- 419-8492. This is the Mule Sports Network on Jerry Gallup Media. Jerry, I hate to tell you, that sounds like an incomplete <laughs> read. As Truly Kelsey horrible production. Kelsey blocked by Hemmings. Somehow they end up with the basketball again, throwing it up and in on the low block is Flanders, his first bucket. Oh, we just dive right back into it. I can't even heckle Jerry properly. 4.30 remaining. Hemmings dialing up a left corner three this time too short. Sentence rises above to snag the rebound. He'll go one-on-one -on -one against Killen. Our first game. Our first game on January 15, 59-54. We could score that by halftime. Brady Murray trying to find a cutting Sens Ends up leading him too far. Killen will take a breather here with 4.15 left in the first half. Justin Armstrong will replace him, so it's back to the two freshmen out on the court and three seniors. The freshmen coming up big, Hemmings and Armstrong, three threes between them, nine big points. Armstrong finding a little bit of space. Exeter working with that zone defense. Now Kelsey will trail him. Tries to go down low to Archie. It's knocked away. Ball's still pinging around like a pinball. He tries to scoop it off the floor. Somehow it ends up with Collado. Mules will restart the half-court offense. Thank God for no shot clock. Talk about that ball just bouncing around. Phew. I don't know how that didn't end up between two hands of somebody, but it didn't. He'll settle things back down. Looking low block for Archie. Nothing doing. He'll pull it back out to Armstrong. Back to man-to-man -man defense here. Driving baseline as Collado drives right into a triple team and ends up reaping the benefits. He'll go to the charity stripe for two. They crash on him as he drives on the left side with the left hand. He, uh, he gets nailed with the body. They're actually going to give it to Alex Kelsey. It's going to be his third. It will be number three. Kelsey with some words. He'll walk over and give the same words as Van Gorder will. Coach Van Gorder imploring that they get the same calls on the opposite end while Alex Chiato hits the first free throw. Coyote now seven points for him. Looking for number eight. Wearing those light pink shoes. Would have been perfect for Valentine's Day. Hits both at the stripe. Give him eight. Sends working against Drew LeClaire. 
Sends from just inside the stripe. His jumper off the mark. Nice job of bodying out by Jeffrey Chiato. Skying for that rebound. Once again, Alex Coyota that time trying with the left hand on the right side and a little too strong. Sends, decides to pull up from deep. Looking for a call, thinks he got busted in the mouth. Not gonna work. His three no good. Mules will reset their own half court offense. As Collado driving in again, this time takes on all comers and gets two. Give credit to Collado, able to beat Alex Kelsey off the dribble, going to the left side. Gets well, it off the glass and scores. Well, look, this is one of those situations where you know that Alex Kelsey has three fouls, so yeah, go after him on offense as another three by Brady Murray. His fourth. Yeah, that's all he's hit tonight. <laughs> Four of five from three thus far. Alex Collado trying to match him. And you're going to hear the blue crew with the air ball mention. May not feel like it at times, but this game 34-32 in favor of Exeter. Neither team being able to pull away by more than well, Exeter had the largest lead at 8 at 25-17. And that was quickly shut down as an 8-point advantage going the other direction for the Mules. Ended up tying the game up in the second here. I'll say this is a tic-tac foul on Drew LeClaire, one of those hand checks where the officials, the ref's going to try and keep things under control and calls him for his first. Yeah, well, they looked up at the clock, saw there was a minute 51, and they hadn't called any fouls on Muhlenberg yet, so got to get at least one on the board. Kelsey throwing up a three. That one no good. Another offensive rebound. Put back still off the mark. Ball loose on the floor as Garvin lost it. Picks it back up. Looks at Kelsey on the low block. Kelsey with the floater is good. Talk about Johnny on the spot. Reese Garvin battling for it. Finds Kelsey all alone underneath and he's able to get it in. Yeah, some of it's luck, some of it's skill. However it works is Kelsey or sorry, not Kelsey, uh, Kyle Archie Missing the sideline jumper. Ball gets tipped into the hands of Sens. Sens will steam his way up the court. Kelsey driving to the left, takes two steps in, gets it and one. Takes on Drew LeClaire. Back-to-back buckets for Alex Kelsey, and he'll go to the stripe. Alex Kelsey saw a direct line to the bucket. Drives the lane on the left side. Able to get LeClaire up in the air, takes the foul and puts it off the glass. He'll go to the line for one. And part of that is because Exeter is so spread out, you have to respect the three at all times with this team. They shoot, you know, they were on pace to be, I believe, the second highest three-pointers uh, three made in Berks County history with this squad as Kelsey finishes off three the hard way. So, yeah, you have to respect the three. And, look, this is the difference of when Muhlenberg drives to the cup, they're taking on two, three guys meeting him down on the low block. As Ware steals it, he'll sky in, lay it up and in for two more. Exeter pulling away here in the second, now up by nine, their largest lead of the contest. Yeah, a little bit lackadaisical on the offense for Muhlenberg. It was a, a lazy pass, goes beyond, and Ware able to take it home. The two freshmen connecting again as Armstrong, his second three, courtesy of Hemmings. Another three for Exeter. 
and another offensive rebound. I don't have that number, but it feels like every doggone time down the court, Exeter's pulling in an offensive board. Killen against Garvin lays it in. This has turned into a track meet. A three. That one no good. Ten seconds remaining. Archie has it stolen away. He, Brady Murray goes in strong, gets knocked to the floor, no call. Three seconds. Collado has to put it up. His layup will not go. Whew. I need a shower after calling this game. Talk, I'm literally sweating trying to call this game. <laughs> up and down and up and down. Something coming into the season. We knew both teams were capable of the transition game. Well, we're definitely seeing it tonight. 43-37 at the half. Who I knows need, what the second I half will I bring. need to take a breath and take a drink of water. So six-point advantage for the Exeter Eagles going into the break. We'll have more here. You guys need to vamp for a second. We're having massive equipment failure at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, your phone died. Didn't well, die. I could well, I could just sing if you want me to. God, no. <laughs> well, everybody would certainly be I will a have you know I made regional chorus when I was in high school. We're trying to attract listeners, Ryan. This is what we're doing. I have won karaoke contests. <laughs> I don't think you understand what you're speaking of right now. Start singing. <laughs> I understand the karaoke contest was rap. <laughs> <laughs> I do know all the lyrics to Bust a Move by Young MC, so that's, that's usually a go-to. Yeah. I'm sorry, I probably We're would be like there. funky cold Medina, so that's <laughs> that's go. where I would be going. Okay, you ready? I think let's, we are. Let's hear it. I'll, I'll be ready when I hear music for an outro. And we're not there yet. Oh, you should have it. <laughs> Pump up the volume. There we go. There it goes. There we go. Oh, and it's Billy Joel. Iron Curtain? Nylon Curtain, sorry. There you go. Six-point advantage for Exeter. We'll take a quick break, pay some love to sponsors, and when we return, we'll recap the first half. Right here on the Exeter and Mule Sports Networks. It was committed discreetly. It was handled so neatly. And it shouldn't surprise you at all. You know. Break on the records. Burn the cassettes. I'd be lying if I told you. that daily basketball coverage you used to enjoy reading each morning? 
Now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com, a website dedicated to covering Burke's football, basketball, and baseball inside and out. For four decades, Mike Drago has provided in-depth coverage of Burke's basketball, and now you can find it again at MikeDragoSports.com. Read feature stories about Berks County's top players, coaches, and teams, game reports, scoreboards and schedules, breaking news, and more. Mike's unparalleled coverage is just a click away. Go to MikeDragoSports.com. It's spring, and that means baseball at the new Birdies Inn. 32 TVs to watch the Phillies and other MLB action. The newly expanded indoor dining room gives you more options to enjoy the terrific menu at Birdies, entertainment every night of the week, and of course, the awesome Birdies deck. Food, drinks, and friends. This is where memories are made. The new Birdies Inn. 165 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. As veterans, we're no strangers to helping others. That's what we were taught, service before self. But we do have one question for the veterans listening. When is the last time you reached out for help? If you or someone you know needs resources, whether it's for stress, finances, employment, or mental health, don't wait. Reach out. Find more information at va.gov reach. That's va.gov reach. Brought to you by the United States Department of Veterans Affairs and the Ad Council. This is the Exeter Sports Network. We are back at Riften, a 43-37 Exeter lead here at the break. Talk about a track meet in that first half. 25-20 after one. Muhlenberg goes on the 5-0 run to tie it up. Ultimately, Exeter running away late with it, 43-37. And Ryan, one of those, it wasn't as if it was all offensive sets. A lot of track meet back and forth, a lot of loose balls. We talked about Reese Garvin coming up big. Exeter with the offensive rebounds, able to put a few back. One of those, do we expect this to slow down in the second <laughs> half? Man, usually you expect this when Muhlenberg is playing Jaden Kantner. Kantner can get up and down the court in a hurry. He's one of the best athletes in Berks County, point blank, period. Stick him on a basketball court, yeah, he's going to treat every single game like a track meet. So it's kind of surprising that it's not happening while he's in the game. And quite honestly, a lot of this is based around Exeter's ability to rebound the basketball, especially in the offensive end. They have to have double digits. Uh, I'm not keeping track of offensive rebounds, but it feels like every time that they miss a shot, they're the ones tracking down the offensive boards. I can't imagine how many second chance points that they have, how many points in the paint that they have. Uh, I mean, we can probably figure it out because just about anything that hasn't been a three has been in the paint. I think, it's the quintessential NBA offense these days. And I think something that you mentioned probably lends some credence to the offensive rebounds with Exeter spreading out Muhlenberg as much as they are. Muhlenberg has to come out trying to deny that three. In doing so, not getting the backdoor guy cutting to the basket. And, of course, you know they're able to uh, pick up those rebounds. It happens so, so often. And, sure, some of it is by design. Some of it's just pure dumb luck that the ball just happens to fall. Like, we, you know, uh, who was that? That Was uh, was that Flanders that the ball just happened to, like, fall into yeah, his lap? Just, here it's you just, go. Oh, there you go. Look at that. So, you know, when things are going well and you're doing all the right things, things like that tend to happen on the basketball court. Good things tend to happen. Sun seems to shine on you a little bit more. 
But for Muhlenberg, let's talk about these freshmen. Justin Armstrong, Eli Hemmings. They come up big, each of them, with two threes in that first half. You're not necessarily expecting them to be contributors. But let's face it, 12 big points coming from your freshmen. Yeah, and they needed all 12 of those points. I mean, without those guys, this would be a runaway here for Exeter. But they have really stepped it up and stepped in. And we've seen them grow in the offense as the year has progressed. Justin Armstrong may be a little bit more pronounced than Eli Hemmings. But, you know, we watched very early in the season at JV, uh, Justin Armstrong playing extraordinarily well. And he built his case to get varsity minutes from playing JV this year. We would show up early. We'd watch the JV team. We'd watch him tear things up. And we're like, all right, this kid probably deserves a shot. And then he gets in. He gets off the bench. Gets in for a few minutes, hits a three or two, and all of a sudden he starts gaining a lot of confidence, and he belongs out there just as much as anyone else, and so does Eli Hemmings, by the way, because he has absolutely drained a couple of daggers from beyond the arc. Give credit to Coach Flowers to instill the confidence in these young kids. You know, you're out there. You deserve to be out there. If you're beyond the arc, fire away. A lot of times they're telling freshmen, hey, hold on to it, get it to a guy who can hit it. Everybody, it doesn't matter what five are on the floor, all of them have the opportunity to put it up. Well, the thing for the Mules is they're a very top-heavy team. And what I mean by that is they have a lot of seniors and a lot of prominent seniors on this squad. That You have both the Collados. You have Kyle Archie. You have all these guys that, by and large, you know, make up your senior core. And how do you replace them at year end? And one of the ways that you can do that year over year over year is by establishing these freshmen, establishing these youngsters, getting them playing time. I mean, what better playing time could they possibly have right now developing than District 3 tournament right here? You know, and it's against a rival, too. You know, you're playing a team that you know fairly well. Now, you only play them once a year because of different divisions, but... It's not like you haven't heard of Exeter. It's not like you need to watch an awful lot of film on them. You know, you play with these guys in AAU ball. You play with these guys over the summer. So, like, they are so tight-knit between Muhlenberg and Exeter and all across Berks County, really, that you know what you're getting into. So for the freshmen coming in, these are defining minutes in their development moving forward. And, you know, it's going to be really exciting to see what they end up doing next year and the year after that, and that's just how it goes. But... These minutes, these are the good ones. Totally agree. At the half, four Exeter, Brady Murray on the strength of four threes. He's got 12. Kevin sends with nine. For the Mules, Alex Chiato leads them with 10. And then three with six, Shermar Killens, Justin Armstrong, Eli Hemming. So 43-37 to start the third. Muhlenberg has possession. They're passing it back and forth between Kantner and Killens. He's looking to drive on Aiden Dauble. Does. Looks to fire a pass inside to Kyle Archie, but it hits off the backboard. Kevin Sens has it. Looks to drive up the lane as he looks for a jumper. A pull-up just inside the free throw line. He's fouled. They're going to give that one to Jaden Kantner. It's going to be his second. And, and Ryan, you had mentioned it. If I told you at this point that Jaden Kantner only had a point, going into the third quarter. What would you say to that? I mean, it really just goes to how well these freshmen have played that they deserve the minutes to be out there. I mean, that's that's really about it. You know, Kantner is an extraordinary athlete. He's one of the fastest 
uh, I won't say it, uh, fastest SOBs in, in Burks. He really is out on the hardwood. <laughs> uh, and, you know, he can keep pace with anybody out there. So for him to not be out there, it shows that you have an awful lot of confidence in these youngsters. Kevin Sens hits both. He's got 11. It's an eight-point Exeter lead. Yellenberg in the offensive set. Killens has it beyond three right side. Aiden Dauble on him. Hands it off to Kantner. He'll dribble left to right. Well beyond three. Sens picks him up. Looks for a pickup high from Archie. It's not there. So he dribbles further to the right. He drives to the bucket. Tries to go around Reese Garvin under the basket. Can't get it to fall. Exeter with the rebound. They push it. Here's Alex Kelsey with a three near side. It's short. Aiden Dauble battles for it. But it goes off Muhlenberg. And Exeter will keep it. Well, same old, same old. Neither team's shy about putting him up from beyond the arc. Here's an inbound to Aiden Dauble, who puts up a three. Can't get it, but he gets the rebound. And as he's trying to make a pass, Kyle Archie gets it. Gets it to Shamar Killens. He drives the lane. Can't get it to fall. Brady Murray has the rebound. Outlet it to Alex Kelsey. A pass inside to Reese Garvin. Gets one player in the air. Off the glass, and he scores. Reese's seven points on the night. It's a 10-point Exeter lead at 47-37. Kyle Archie has it on the left side. Looks to drive on Reese Garvin. Puts a shoulder into him and will be called for the offensive foul. If I'm Matt Flowers, I'm taking a timeout. I'll be, I'll be pretty blunt because this has been a really ugly minute 25 for, X, for, uh, for Muhlenberg. Lead is at 10, Exeter's largest of the game. And by and large, it's been sloppy basketball for Muhlenberg here to open up the third. A double team on Sens, but he's able to get it ahead. Here's Brady Murray for a three from the right baseline. And he is money, five of six. 15 points, and it's a 13-point Exeter lead at 50-37, 6-10 to go here in the third. A pass to Jeffrey Chiato is loose. Jamar Killens picks it up, and just like that, Coach Flowers has a timeout. It's a 30. We'll keep it right here. Honestly, I'm surprised it took that long. And it was because Jeffrey Collado got a pass, and it literally just, like, rolled between his legs. And that was like, all right, that's enough. This has been really sloppy basketball by Muhlenberg because it all started down here in the corner, killing decent defense on a right corner three. That missed, but turned around never once looked for the rebound. The rebound ended up coming down by Exeter. Uh, Aiden Dobble, Dobble was ended up grabbing up his own it. rebound. Now, he coughed it up, but going down the other way, it was super quick, not under control, back the other way, and, you know, it was by and large, you know, they're trying for steals, they're flying all over the place, and then he ended up with a three-on-one at the other end and an easy layup. And you can't get it down, yeah. A 7-0 Exeter run to start the third. 50-37, winding down to six minutes to go. Kantner on the floor. He's going to be double teamed, dribbles out of it. Gets it to Kyle Archie, baseline right. He'll get it back. He's playing catch. Here's a three put up by Alex Chiato, right baseline. No good. Dauble with the rebound. Gets it to Garvin, who gets it to Kelsey, who's got the dribble. Beyond three, a bad pass into Dauble, but it... Falls into the hands of Kevin Sands. Yeah, There's again. one of those, yeah, look what I once found. Once again, because that was good defense by Alex Collado knocking away a pass right at the entire way, and it just falls right into Exeter's hands. Reese Garvin puts up a three baseline left. It's strong. They battle for it. 
Aiden Dauble goes over the back of Shamar Killens. He'll be called with the foul. It'll be his second. Drew LeClaire, Justin Armstrong come on the floor. Kantner and Jeffrey Chiato come out of the game. So on the floor for Muhlenberg, Shamar Killens, Alex Chiato, Drew LeClaire, Kyle Archie, and Justin Armstrong. Here's a drive from the right side by Archie. Can't get it to fall. They battle for it. It goes out of bounds. And they're going to say it's going to stay right here. Nobody could really get a hand on it. Comes out of bounds on the near side. So Muhlenberg will inbound. Um, back coming the freshman. You got Hemmings taking the place of Alex Collado now. Once again, it's not necessarily that they're playing poorly. I mean, certainly that might be part of it, but it's because these freshmen have come out here and demanded and earned those minutes. And we've seen it every step of the way here this evening. Shamar Killens has it on the left side, looks to drive. Here's a 10-foot jumper inside left free throw line. No good. Rebounded Exeter. Get it to Aiden Dauble. Kick it back to Alex Kelsey. Looking to drive on LeClaire. Tries to get it back to Dauble, but a hand in there. So here's Shamar Killens. He's a little out of control. Loses it. Exeter comes back with it. It's a track meet. Alex Kelsey goes right down the lane with the right hand off the glass and scores. Alex Kelsey with eight, a 52-37 Exeter lead. Man, I got to tell you, one of these times, Muhlenberg's going to get caught in the backcourt by being a little too lackadaisical and not establishing in the front court. Really close once again that time by Killen. They're in the offensive set. Here's Drew LeClaire puts up a soft 15-footer, no good. Kyle Archie got the rebound. He turns to put it up from 10 feet on the right side, just inside the paint, but he's fouled. Can't get the shot to drop, but he'll go to the line for two. Can I just say, every single shot being put up by Muhlenberg is challenged. There hasn't been one single possession here, as Archie misses the first, that Muhlenberg has had a clean look. Even when Collado was attempting that three in the corner, he was stacked on top of Kyle Archie trying to take that three. Yeah, he was looking for the pick just to get uh -huh. a, a few feet there. That's where Exeter's length really comes into play. It's here on the defensive end. They're just, it's arms everywhere and no open looks at all for the Mules. Kyle Archie breaks a 9-0 Exeter run with a free throw. 52-38. Here's a three. Guess who? Brady Murray. Deep left and he drills it. Six. 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 18 points. 55-38 Exeter. Alex Chiato tries to drive on Kelsey, get it back to Kyle Archie for a three. It's strong off the iron. Rebounded Kevin Sens. He's looking to drive the length of the floor and essentially runs into Kyle Archie. So they'll call Archie for the foul. It'll be his second. Team third in the quarter. And Exeter will bring it in from the far side, just inside midcourt. Aiden Dauble to Kevin Sens. He's got the dribble. LeClaire on him. He's able to get by him, drive the lane. Can't get it to go, but Aiden Dauble follows it up, gets the rebound, and puts it back in. Oh, gee, was that another offensive rebound? It was. <laughs> Four points for Dauble. Here was Alex Chiato trying to drive past Alex Kelsey, and as he does, slides the feet before the dribble. 
It's a turnover on the walk, and it'll be Exeter ball. Kelsey lucky that he didn't pick up his fourth, by the way, because if that was not a travel, he's uh, reaching there. A little yeah. Ole defense. A 19-point Exeter lead just like that. 3.20 to go here in the third. Sens has the dribble. LeClaire on him, looking to get by him. He does. Stops, takes a step in the lane, puts up a soft right-handed shot with some English on it, and he scores. What a circus shot there by Sens, just scooping and scoring. He's got 13. Muhlenberg, here's a takeaway by... Brady Murray, he'll go the length of the floor, can't get it to fall, but guess what? Aiden Doble gets the rebound, puts it back up, scores, he's got six, and there's a timeout on the floor. 2.55 to go here in the third, 61-38 Exeter, and we'll be right back. This is the Exeter and Mule Sports Networks. Spring, and that means baseball at the new Birdies Inn. 32 TVs to watch the Phillies and other MLB action. The newly expanded indoor dining room gives you more options to enjoy the terrific menu at Birdies, entertainment every night of the week, and of course, the awesome Birdies deck. Food, drinks, and friends. This is where memories are made. The new Birdies Inn. 165 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. Now let's get back to the game on the Exeter Sports Network. An 18-1 run to start the third, opening a 61-38 lead for Exeter. On feels, the floor, go ahead. Feels eerily reminiscent to the last game where they were outscored 22-8 in the fourth quarter after keeping things close. It's just unfortunate that the wheels seem to come off in unopportune times. This time it's in the third quarter instead of the fourth. I was having a conversation earlier asking who did I think was going to win, and I thought these teams are so evenly matched based on what we saw. I couldn't tell you who was going to win. So the fact that it's kind of unraveled for Muhlenberg as it has, a bit of a surprise. Well, now the Mule's going with a small offense. Here's Jeffrey Chiato. Five feet from the bucket with the left hand. Can't get it to fall. Exeter with the rebound. Kevin Sens has the dribble. Get it to Jaden Ware in the game now. He's driving left to right. Puts up a soft floater. No good. Rebounded Alex Chiato. He's got the dribble going the full length of the floor. Tries to get it outside to Justin Armstrong. Jaden Ware gets a hand on it. It goes out of bounds. So the Mules will still have it. It's just astounding that we are... 2.20 left here in the third, and the Mules still without a field goal here in the third. Just as you say that, Alex Chiato puts up a 15-footer straight away, no good. I was hoping for some announcer curse there. Yeah, I, was ho I figured it was going to happen, too. Exeter in the offensive set, bring it to Kevin Sens inside to Reese Garvin. He's looking to post up Hemmings. Nothing there. Kick it out to Jaden Ware, left baseline. Puts up a three, and he drills it. Uh, again, it's just slow rotation that time from the Mules. He's wide open before anyone even gets close to him. Seven points for Jaden Ware, 64-38 Exeter. Muhlenberg in the offensive set. Armstrong thinks about a three. Kevin Sens picks him up, so he gives it to Hemmings. Bring it near side to LeClaire. Into Alex Chiato looking to drive on Jaden Ware. And as he does so, Devin Nestor backs in. 
Nice job actually crashing on the defense for Exeter, but they'll call a foul. It'll be on Nestor, it'll be his first, team's third of the quarter. Aiden Dauble will take a seat. Tyler Flanders comes into the game. Toyota trying to sneak a couple of free throws there and call was made on the floor. Hey, you always make the refs earn their keep. <laughs> can't, can't argue him for that. Here's Kiato. He gets it inside to Hemmings. He's got a five-foot shot. Can't hit it on the far side. As he misses the shot and they go for the rebound, there's a foul on Muhlenberg. It'll be Alex Kiato. It's his first, team fourth of the quarter. And Exeter will bring it in full court. Reese Garvin to Kevin Sens. He's got the dribble. Leclerc on him. Crosses midcourt left to right on your radio dial. Devin Nestor dribbles left to right, and as he thinks about passing it to Jaden Ware, slides the feed. It's a travel. So a turnover for Exeter. Shamar Killens comes in. Alex Kiata will take his seat. Jaden Kantner will come in. Drew LeClaire comes out. I don't think that we've seen this uh, set of five players out on the court together for the Mules. Here's Armstrong trying to drive on Nestor. Goes left to right. Nice left-handed shot off the glass. He scores. Armstrong has eight. And it's a 64-40 Exeter lead. Devin Nestor puts up a three near side and hits it. And again, slow rotation. Nestor with six. A 27-point Exeter lead. 45 seconds to go here in the third. Here they try to get a backdoor to Kantner. Not there. And here's Jaden Ware on a fast break. Misses the layup. Muhlenberg comes the other way. Kantner looks to drive on Garvin. Gets by him, but can't put the right-handed shot in. Garvin tried to take the charge, but he got around him. Here's Nestor drives in. He goes to Tyler Flanders, who goes up strong, but Kantner fouls him hard. Ball won't fall, but Flanders will go to the line for two. For what it's worth, it's the fifth team foul of the quarter for Muhlenberg. Only 21.9 seconds on the clock. So shouldn't have much of an impact at all at this point. I was going to say 22 seconds. Not sure if you're worried about being in the bonus at this point. Our job is to <laughs> inform the listener. So Tyler Flanders. You do indeed have five fouls. That's right. Tyler Flanders first up and good. Tyler hits him at 69% on the year. We've got a technical foul on the floor. Reese Garvin. They give him a technical. I'm going to guess Reese was probably talking a little too much, and the referee decided to have nothing of it. Yeah, and Van Gorder didn't even need to use words. He just pointed to the scoreboard and said, hey, you're up by 28. Last thing you <laughs> want to do is give points when the clock's not running. You're, you're up by 28, dude. Yeah. Uh, let's Run your mouth after. Yeah. Now that's... That's unfortunate. And now so, we get to do a little dance here. As Flanders still has to finish his free throws, plus we're going to have the technical free throws. So I, We'll go to the other end of the I floor mean, for that one. I mean, I guess. I would have thought that they would have shot the technical free throws in between and then gone back to this, but what do I know? Flanders second up, no good. 
Shamar Killens has the rebound. I guess there won't be they, any free throws. They may just do it at the end of the quarter. Perhaps. So Killens puts up a jumper right elbow. No good. Exeter with the rebound. Under 10 seconds in the quarter. Here's Kevin Sens looking to drive. Gets it to Tyler Flanders underneath who puts it off the glass and scores. And that'll do it for the third quarter. What a quarter for Exeter. We've played three full. It's the Eagles 70, the Mules 40. We'll be back with fourth quarter action. You're listening to the Exeter and Mules Sports Networks. And that means baseball at the new Birdies Inn. 32 TVs to watch the Phillies and other MLB action. The newly expanded indoor dining room gives you more options to enjoy the terrific menu at Birdies, entertainment every night of the week, and of course, the awesome Birdies deck. Food, drinks, and friends. This is where memories are made. The new Birdies Inn. 165 Old Friedensburg Road in Exeter. Back here in Riften, a town that I've never heard of before tonight. <laughs> Seriously? <laughs> it's Exeter Township to me. It's a Reading address. It's a Reading zip code. You get called games here get for here two with, years. Yeah, I've never called it Riften. Wow. Never. Even if I wrote a press release, I wouldn't put Riften PA. Pay attention as you leave here on 37th Street. Bus stop says Riften on it. I'll be sure to take a look. Nice cut, nice find is another bucket for Aiden Dobble. Give him eight, a three put up by Justin Armstrong. Justin Armstrong might end up leading the team in scoring, and in fact he is with 11 off the bench. Exeter yep. should slow it down a little bit here. I don't necessarily see him. sure? Just as I say it, a give and go. <laughs> To Kevin sends off the glass, scores. He's got 15. A quiet 15, by the way. Nine in the first, six here in the second half. Kyle Archie, it'll be a two as his toe is on the line. Won't matter either way. Is too strong. No look pass to Alex Kelsey. You know, if the wheels haven't completely fallen off, I'm pretty sure a 33-point lead has signified just that. When things are clicking, those plays take place. Clicking doesn't quite describe what that third quarter entailed. As Exeter, 27-3. to three. I think that, that was quarter. Shermar Killen. That was Shermar Killen. Killen now with eight. His first bucket of the second half. And really... I could say that this entire fourth quarter because Justin Armstrong, the only field goal for Muhlenberg in the third quarter. And right now we're at a running clock too, by the way. Absolutely unbelievable. And and, and it, I think it was just a, a total mental breakdown for Muhlenberg. So many backdoor cuts for Exeter that they weren't there. So I think Coach Flowers had to get their attention and say, look, play with some pride in this fourth quarter and let's not just give the game to a 95-point 
situation. That one too short by Dobble. Armstrong will lead the break. An NBA three by Justin Armstrong. Get on out of here. His fourth three <laughs> on the night. He's got 14, and the Mules have it right back. Shamar Killens gets the rebound, but he can't put the can't put it back. Alex Kelsey with the rebound, and he's fouled. And that's one thing that Shermar Killen, for all the strides that he has made coming into this season, one thing that he really needs to get better at, and really just this entire Muhlenberg team, is finishing at the bucket. How many times have we seen them just throw up wild shots without much aim other than just trying to throw it off the backboard or somewhere close to the rim? Uh, we've seen very, very often this season where Killen will take an awkward angle to the bucket and then try to make up for it with, like, either falling to the side or, you know, it's not a direct path as a double team there nearly gets Kelsey in the mouth. Archie might have jammed a finger going after that steal between him and LeClaire. Joint foul there, but Archie will get called for the full personal. No half sacks here in basketball. It's his third. We've got a running clock, 76-48, four and a half to go. Yep. Sends into the backcourt where he's immediately double teamed. He'll get it across to Kelsey. Dobble takes a step. Back out the sense. Dobble left wide open again beyond the arc. They are just going to fire away. That's Aiden's actually first That's his three. first. How about that? And he's in double figures with 11. Here goes Alex Kiato with a drive right hand. He scores. Kiato, his first bucket of the second half. Now with a dozen for him. Kelsey. Drives, left hand, too strong. Garvin, another offensive rebound. There's stolen the, away by Hemmings. The there, and then there's stolen the away hustle by Dobble. from Aiden Dauble running behind Armstrong to take it away. Live by the three, die by the three, and good God is Exeter live by the three here this evening. Complete polar opposite of their last game against Mechanicsburg as Sens gets caught. I think they're going to call him on the travel. Yep. So it'll be the turnover. His pivot foot slipped as he turned. I mean, both of these teams have shot well from beyond the arc, but especially Exeter. And especially, not enough can be said. Yes, the three-pointers, sure, that's been a large part of the offense here this evening, but it's the second-chance points that have just been backbreakers. I can't even imagine. I don't keep those types of stats as Hemmings lines up a right corner three, no good. Dobble the board. Exeter Eddie, will slow it down now. Eddie Guitara in the game for Exeter now. Exeter going to have to get it across midcourt. They finally do. Sends. Lucky he didn't get called for a travel. Drive down, and Collado got, yep. He took uh, one yep. a little low, That's, shall we say. Yeah, he was trying to slide over baseline to take the charge. He'd be singing in falsetto right now. And Exeter has decided to bring the starting five over to the bench. The fans give them a nice ovation. They'll also soak like a full minute off the clock here. <laughs> so the five coming on for Exeter, Carter Redding. Give me a moment to uh, come up with the names. Nathan Govan, the second. Eddie Guitara there. He goes in for a shot, no good. Logan Davis on the floor, as is Giuliani Orbi Ochoa. 
and Muhlenberg comes up with the score. Yeah, Justin Armstrong, his third bucket, give him eight here in the fourth quarter, 16 in the game. So if you're looking for a bright spot, if you're uh, listening from the Mules, there you have it. It's been Justin Armstrong this evening. That three, too strong. Rebound hung up in the air forever. Another offensive board, and finally an offensive putback. Eddie Guitara coming up with the rebound, able to get it high off the glass and scores for his first bucket of the night. Archie is fouled. Comes with under 90 seconds left here in the contest. I'll tell you, Eddie's one of those guys you want on your team. Scrappy as they come. It doesn't matter what time of game it's in there. He's a defensive specialist. He will get a hand in your face, and as you saw there, aggressive on the rebound. That's what he'll give you. Well, take a look at that bracket. There's a three put in by Hemmings. His first triple since the second quarter give him nine. Carter Redding drives in. Ball won't drop. Rebounded Muhlenberg. Hemmings driving in. No travel called. Picks up his own miss. Kicks it out to Armstrong. Armstrong. I'll throw it into the corner for a three. Quite honestly, I need to break out the roster. I don't have the number five. five. I don't have the five on mine. Here's a turnover by oh. Exeter. Armstrong goes up and Carter Redding blocks it. Carter Redding with the biggest grin I've ever seen on a human's face before. He'll dump it down to Nathan Govan. Tries to draw a contact. It's safe from going out. Redding will steal it, and that'll do it. 81-58, your final score as Exeter runs away with it. 27-3 in the third quarter. Close the deal on this one. Wow. How about that? So they will advance. They will play at the higher seed between Warwick and Mannheim Central. Looking for fifth place in the District 3 5A boys bracket. We'll break that down. And all of this game when we return here on the Mules and Exeter Sports Networks.
We are back at Rifton, the city that Ryan has apparently never heard of. Darn right. And we are joined by Coach Jeff Van Gorder. We could, we could throw a few lies out there, too, which we've already done, but <laughs> yeah. they've been, you know, disproved and everything else. So, Coach, you're coming off the game with Mechanicsburg. Obviously a disappointment there. What are you telling them? Obviously, you're coming to the consolation round. It's one of those where, you know, you can get complacent. Oh, well, no big deal. What's your message to the kids to come out here tonight? Yeah, I think all year we've talked about competing. You know, we have a bunch of competitors. The seniors are competitors. Um, and we talked about wanting to put ourselves in the best position for a state run. You know, like I, I think, you know, we're right up, up there with anybody when we play, you know, our best. Um, you know, credit to... Um, Mechanicsburg, uh, they did a really good job, but I didn't think we were quite at our best. Um, you know, so tonight it was, you know, a, a lot different, obviously. Um, the guys were ready to play. They were excited to be on their home court again. Seniors were excited to be in front of their fans again. And I think we all thought we kind of gave one away at their place. Um, so I think I used that a little bit with the guys, you know, all week that if we were going to play somebody, it might as well be them. So it was, it was fun. You said after your last game that you live by the three, die by the three. Last game you died by the three, missing 22 of them. This game feels like you didn't miss a single one of them. Yeah. What changed between last game and this one? Yeah, um, I think the way that Muhlenberg was playing us is the similar to the way they played us the first time where they weren't going to let Kevin beat us. They wanted the ball out of his hand. Um, so I think guys were a little bit more confident getting to their spots, you know. Brady Murray is a 46% three-point shooter. You know, he was sick on Thursday. He tried to battle it through. I'm not big on excuses for the team, but I will make excuses for kids. Um, he was, he had no legs. You know, he was 0 for 6. Like, it's not going to happen. 6 yeah. for 7 tonight, and, by and the way. And he missed his first one, and I came over to him. I go, you're going to make 5. So he one-upped me. Um, you know, so he did a great job with that. Kevin did an awesome job getting downhill, finding guys. Um, and we just played with a lot of confidence, and I think that was the major difference tonight. Coach, we take a look at the scoring here. Of course, Brady had 18. One of the things that didn't happen in that first game, a 59-54 loss, was as far as the balance scoring. Mm -hmm. You take a look, of course, the 27-3 third quarter, which was absolutely phenomenal for Exeter. But you take a look. Brady had 18. Kevin with his 15. Then Alex, of course, adds 10. Aiden Dauble coming up huge time and time, 11. Talk about these kids. You want to talk about a team win tonight. Today was probably as good a team win as we'll see. Yeah, you know, that's something in our in our big wins, that's been the box score. <clears throat> um, you know, we've we've gotten contributions from everybody. Um, Aiden was kind of our we worked, we knew that they were gonna double Kevin, so he we worked on him kind of being that point guard position out of the out of the trail spot, you know. So I think his legs on some of his threes were a little short today, but he made a lot of good decisions. Um, I thought at their place we were a different team. You know, we were a little hesitant when Kevin gave the ball up. Um, we've been, you know, working on that since that game where guys are going to press us, like, go attack. Like, get to the rim, inside out. Um, LS was a good test for that because they play, a, you know, a one 2, two trapping zone, and they're really good at it. So I think to play them so quickly, you know, before Muhlenberg helped out because guys were ready to make plays. So I think that was a big thing. Guys were making plays in transition tonight. Taking a look at that third quarter, I don't think we can not discuss that third quarter. Yeah. <laughs> that you guys took took control of this game. You were up at the break by six, and then you just turned on the Jets, yep. outscored them by 24 in the third. What tweaks did you make at halftime to kind of uh, encourage that yeah. uh, in the third? To be honest with you, there wasn't a ton of tweaks. 
Um, I thought we needed to maybe settle down defensively. You know, we were so jazzed up. You know, we, we tried to maybe throw a little token press at them at the beginning of the game, but we weren't getting back. We were leaving guys open, so we kind of took that off. Um, decided to play a little bit more man-to-man with a lead because I thought we could match up pretty well. Um, and we're really, really good against anybody when we get stops because then we get to go out and transition. You know, we like to run even on makes, but if you're taking the ball the net the whole night, it's just not the same. Um, so they did a really good job locking in on the scout, and they did a really good job. You could tell that first half both teams were a little tired. You know, I walked out here, and our guys oh, were all sitting beat. on the bench. Um, you know, so I think us getting some stops in the man-to-man, and then you could see us just pushing the ball in transition. Their guys didn't have the same oomph, you know, to get back and protect the basket that they did in the first half. Yeah, and talk about that countless times. And I'll, I'll go two things. As far as rebounding, we talked about time and time again where Exeter was getting you know the second rebound, the third, the putbacks. So talk about the rebounding. Also talk about when we talk about the team concept, the passing. You want to talk about how many backdoor cuts, how many open guys that whether it was Kevin, whether it was Aiden or anybody else, Alex, hitting as far as a cut. Talk about those two aspects of tonight's yep. game. So Mueller does a really good job with switching. Um, and I would say one adjustment from the first game to the next was we also put Dauble on Shamar because um, he's one of our best rebounders. And Shamar destroyed us at their place on the old glass. I mean, that was the game, to be honest with you, going back and watching it. Um, so Aiden did a really good job making one miss, and then, you know, our other guys were able to gobble up the boards. Um, and then, you know, as far as the cutting, they switch. They do a really good job kind of switching. If you pass it side to side against them, they're, they're going to get leak out and turnovers, and that's what they want. So I emphasized this week in practice in the second half. That was maybe the one thing we talked about at halftime was instead of going and necessarily setting a screen, flash back to the ball, cut hard back to the ball, and we have guys that are basketball players, man, high IQ guys. You can't do that with everybody. You know, as a coach, I'm lucky. I'm spoiled. All five, all five guys, no matter who I put in, know what to do. You know, they have a high basketball IQ. So um, we did an awesome job kind of breaking that down on them uh, in the second half. So we talk about the offensive side a lot. Talk about the defensive side. One thing that I brought up during the broadcast is it was very, very rare that Muhlenberg had an open look. Mm-hmm. They always had a guy in front. They always had hands in their face. They always had hands and arms in passing lanes. Talk about what your defense was able to do here this evening. Yeah, it was great. I mean, Alex, I know, um, you know, a lot of people talk about, you know, Nick Chapman at Reading, and he unfortunately was hurt, so he didn't play against us, so I didn't get a look at him. I think Alex Kelsey is the best defender in Berks County. Um, if you go and look at box scores on the guys that we've put him on, they haven't had nearly the, the games that, you know, they average. Um, and I think the same was true tonight. I don't know what, uh, you know, number 20 Clotto ended up with, but when Alex was on him and when it was a game, you know, he got open in our zone. But in the second half, we were straight man. I don't know if he scored, you know. And, and he so had one I, bucket in the fourth. Yeah, and, so, and so I think that yeah. is, that's really the key. Alex gets us going. Jaden Ware off the bench helps out a lot with that. And then everybody kind of picks up on Alex's competitiveness and, and guys were locked in on the scout. So it was really nice to see. An 81-58 Exeter win, Coach. Again, thank you for your time tonight. Good luck as far as in the next round, as far as that's concerned. Ryan, you want to give us as far as who they have the potential to play? I did take a look at it. Mannheim uh, Central currently getting their pants beat off by Warwick. So chances are they'll be making a trip down to Lidditz. All right. So there you go. A little little uh, teaser there for yep. you, Coach. As far as They're very good. So we'll have our hands full. Yeah. Well, All right, again, congratulations. Thanks for your time. We appreciate it, and we'll certainly be following along. Awesome. Thanks so much, guys. Thanks for the coverage all year on the guys. Thank you. You bet. Our pleasure. Coach Jeff Van Gorder joins us. An 81-58 victory. Ryan, I don't really know what else could be said 
other than what, of course, we talked about yeah. with Coach. I think that we hit on on virtually most of it. The other thing to say about Exeter this evening, especially on offense, and it was something that I didn't really get to dive into at halftime, but all but one player who hit the floor for Exeter in that first half scored. The only person who didn't was Carter Redding, and he contributed in other ways, but virtually every single person who saw the floor except for Redding in that first half scored. And until they started emptying the bench and everything else, every single person who hit the floor in the second half for the Eagles, except for Carter Redding, and outside of dumping the bench out there, scored. So you want to talk about balanced effort? Everybody got in on the effort here this evening for the Eagles, and that shows on the scoreboard, doesn't it? In the first game between these two teams, I made reference to it, eight points between Brady Murray and Aiden Dauble tonight, 29. So certainly the difference maker, of course, Brady couldn't miss from three. Six to um, seven. Mentioning the fact that he went one more than what coach told him or was asking for. And when you've got that kind of, that offensive firepower, like you said, number one, you're hitting it. Then it's going to draw the defense out, open up a lot of those backdoor cuts. And Muhlenberg, I don't know if it was you know getting tired, whatever the case was, but it, it certainly showed their deficiency there. Oh, certainly did. And for Exeter, yeah, they'll probably end up traveling to Mannheim Central. Mannheim Central's the higher seed, so both of these teams heading to Lancaster County on Wednesday, trying to uh, earn their spot for uh, Exeter. They've slid into the PIAA tournament by virtue of this victory here this evening. They'll finish no worse than sixth. They've clinched, uh, so congratulations to them. For Muhlenberg, they still have some work to do. You know, they need to win. Uh, they have to beat Mannheim Central. Mannheim, an excellent team coming in. They're 19-5. and five. They'll be 19-6 and six after this evening. Uh, Muhlenberg's going to have to turn it around for Wednesday, and they need a win. Uh, there's no way around it. They can't finish eighth. They only take the top seven. So they make seven. They're in. They play March 8th. They play against the uh, top team from either. Hang on, and I actually did pull it up, too. Uh, they'll play against the top team from either District 4 or District 6. So you'll be playing against a championship-caliber team right in the first round. But that's only after you get yourself past the Barons of Mannheim Central on Wednesday. Did they already play the Barons this year? Uh, they did not, I believe. We did not play the uh, so Mannheim township? Central Barons. They played Township. Right. Or Exeter played Township early. Let's put it that way. Uh, for Yeah, both teams played Township. Yeah. Uh, Muhlenberg started their season against the Blue Streaks. Right. So, yeah. Now they get to uh, face the other team from, from Mannheim. Mannheim, by and large, very good team. They spent the, most of their season in the top, you know, four seeds or so uh, before kind of a, a little late season slide in the uh, Lancaster Lebanon League tournament as well. So they're still a very good squad. Muhlenberg, they're going to have to lick their wounds again. Uh, you know, two straight losses now. Can't have a third. Otherwise, you're you're gone. So the seniors need to uh, to step up on Wednesday. That's for doggone sure. And for Exeter, hey, hats off to them. They get to move along and finish no worse than sixth here in the uh, districts, which is good enough to go to states, which is, you know, again, by and large, what they were aiming for. They got a taste of that last year. You get to be a state runner-up. You have the talent here that, look, I – there's no saying that they haven't had the talent all season long. They've stumbled here and there, live by the three, die by the three. They shoot like that and play like that going forward. 
they can make a little bit of noise there in the PIAA tournament, just like they did last year. You know, there's no shortage to the uh, the limit that they can reach. You have four or five guys in double figures. Four yeah, or five guys that can absolutely. shoot beyond the arc. Yeah. Throw them all, all out on the court at the same time. You know, this is a different team from last year. It took them a little bit to get their sea legs, but you're not dumping it down, working it through the post like you did last year in Cachese. This is a completely different team, different offense. And any team who may think that they had Exeter pinned last year and be like, oh, we know how they're going to play. No, you really don't because this is completely different than anything that you saw in the tournament last year. So, Give Van Gorder credit. He, he saw as far as what he had. And mm -hmm. it, it wasn't just like you said. And anybody looking at the makeup, the chemistry of both teams, it wasn't going to be last year. Mm -hmm. But taking what he had some very difficult matchups early in the season, but it told him what he could and couldn't do. Mm -hmm. And he's developed that talent into a game like tonight where you've got the transition, you've got the rebounding, you've got the shooting from the outside, and let's face it, they can score inside too. So you want to talk about, I don't know, obviously, putting all of those things together and the type of run that you can make, in a way, it's kind of what they used last year. Now, they had the big inside change the game a little bit, but a lot of the same formula, which is the possibility for them to drive deep this year as well. Either way, no matter how you end up slicing it, they will face a second-seeded team. So they will, once again, also face a championship-caliber team because they've reached the championship in whatever district that they're uh, ending up, either District 1, if they happen to finish 5th, or District 7, if they happen to finish sixth. So really no way out of it. You're going to face a really good caliber team in the first round with this Exeter team. Again, play like you did tonight, and you're going to give some of these teams fits. They're not going to quite know what hit them, especially, uh, you know, you think lower seed. They're a lower seed for a reason. Well, check out the Exeter Eagles. When they get, have everything clicking, they're special. And let's, let's wrap up talking about Muhlenberg. Yes, we saw as far as tonight and, and where they're going to be headed uh, moving forward. But if you're even looking beyond that, you've got to be pretty excited as far as what you have. Armstrong and Hemmings, freshmen coming out, playing with the, with the poise that they play with, that certainly is something to look forward to as far as where you go, whatever happens this year. But some bright talent out there on the court. Well, and don't be surprised if you see them playing a major role on Wednesday because, you know, as we've seen, listen, Matt Flowers is going to play hot hand. He doesn't care if you're a senior. He doesn't care if you're a freshman. And if you're playing and you're playing at a high level, you're going to see the court. And you saw that he was very unshy about putting in Justin Armstrong early. He was the first sub off the bench. I mean, I literally didn't fill in subs on my paper for just that reason. I wanted to know who the first off the bench it was Justin Armstrong, and that kid ends up with 16 points. Smallest kid on the court at any given moment, but, I mean, look, that never stopped somebody like Allen Iverson. Not saying that they're the same caliber, but, you know, it never stopped someone like that from being able to contribute, and he has an outside shot, which is going to help him tremendously. Uh, you know, he really has a bright future ahead here for Muhlenberg, and once they turn over the keys to the car next year, we'll see what he's able to do. Uh, but he ended up leading the way with 16 points, all of them off the bench. Ended up hitting four threes, one of them from way downtown, the Steph NBA, Curry level. The NBA deal, yeah. Oh, yeah. Almost from the logo. 
So, listen, the kid's got range. The kid has skills. You know, throw him in there, mix it up a little bit, see what you can do. Eli Hemmings, again, I mean, all of his points coming from beyond the arc. Uh, you're going to miss guys like Archie and the Collado brothers. Uh, sure, Mark Hillen still has another year of development. Uh, he has, you know, a little bit of ways to go, but obviously making huge strides this year, making all Burks. Uh, you know, that was something that they probably didn't really expect coming out. You're going to have Mikey Miller, who's still dealing with a football injury. He'll be back next year. So, I mean, we're talking about him like they're the walking wounded <laughs> or the walking dead at this point. But, you know, they're still very much in this. They can still hit the PIAA tournament, but they need to regroup and regroup in a hurry. And it will start with the senior leaders stepping up on Wednesday because between all of them, they ended up averaging, what, Archie had three points. Alex Collado had ten in the first half, two in the second for his dozen. And then Jeffrey Collado with four. So between the three of them, your senior leaders, they put up 19 points. And they were out of this game for large portions, large quantities and chunks uh, that they just did not see the floor because they felt more comfortable with somebody like Justin Armstrong, Drew LeClaire, Eli Hemmings. So these seniors, they want to continue playing basketball. They want to have one more game. They want to make the PIAA tournament. Those are the guys that have to step up on Wednesday for them. Well, Ryan, I think that pretty much does it. Exeter, Muhlenberg sure tonight in Rifton at Exeter Senior High School. You're just going to keep saying it now. I am now. <laughs> so, Ryan, hey, we, the only thing to say right now is for Muhlenberg and Exeter, baseball and softball right around the corner. So it's going to be a little bit different. You'll probably see, as we talked about, Muhlenberg sports maybe a little sooner on the docket, only because <laughs> the announcers indoors. are indoors. <laughs> indoors. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Although, who the heck even knows, because we're hitting like 60 this week, and it's supposed to be in the 50s next week. So mm-hmm. pretty sure. we're. Uh, Gus might have been right after a couple of uh, you know little mishaps there with the snow. Ryan, what I know is that Darren and I have put in our time in hell, sitting out <laughs> in snow, rain, freezing windy. rain. Windy? Oh, wind, it's windy and, as all get out, man. And our first game will not be before April 8th or 10th. <laughs> you and Chris may do things up in Muhlenberg as early as I think you started about the 27th or 28th, something like that. We still have yet to pick out the schedule. I'm not sure exactly That's how many games. That's a meeting we're coming up with. How many games we will be uh, selecting there, but we'll try to bring all the good ones. That's oh, for darn yeah. sure. Yep. Well, we got to have that meeting this week. And we there will. So needless to say, stay tuned to the Jerry Gelliff Networks as the Mule Sports Network, the Exeter Sports Network, will be bringing you baseball and softball in just a few short weeks. Of course, spring training already down there in Pitchers Arizona and, catchers, and Florida and what have you already getting started. So we will follow them shortly behind. All right, so let's close it out. Ryan, any last words? Go for it. I have none. You have none. Shocking, I know. He is spent. <laughs> I just want to get out of here. <laughs> All right. Well, we, we this thank. This guy. We, we thank. Of Listen, course. man, I got a council meeting tomorrow night. I got, I got, I got stuff. All right. Okay. Well, then we'll wrap. Thank you to everybody here at Exeter, of course. You know, we always appreciate what they do for us, allowing us to set up, taking care of our needs. Jerry, last words? And at Muhlenberg, too. Absolutely, they take care of us. They treat us like kings. And uh, in both of our schools, we we couldn't be more appreciative of all that everybody does for us. We are uh, 
We are thrilled and honored to be associated with these two schools, and we will be continuing this, as you said in the spring, with baseball and softball. Indeed. So we close here at Exeter. An Eagles victory over the Mules, 81-58 for Ryan Lineweaver, Jerry Gelliff. I'm Darren Ziner. Thank you for joining us on the Exeter and Mule Sports Networks. Have a great evening. God bless. Thank you for joining us on the Exeter and Mule Sports Networks for this presentation of PIAA District 3 Playoff Basketball. Brought to you by MikeDragosports.com, the new Birdies Inn, and Lancaster Full Service Paint. Stay with us in the spring when we'll bring you exciting Exeter Eagles and Muhlenberg Mules baseball and softball. This has been a presentation of Jerry Gelliff Media. Good night.